The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Yes, here we go. Polly Howard. Matt Humans, Mitch out today. First hour of Follow the Money presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Jeff Seeley to talk golf today. Johnny Avello from DraftKings. Ross Tucker, NFL playoffs recap the college title game. And another millionaire, one of the five winners with the survivor here at Circa, a local Chris Piper. We'll talk to us uh, as well about the surprise and who he had to use in week 18. And he wins as well. And he was big into hedging along the way, as opposed to our buddy Billy the Kid. But a uh, great story with another winner coming up and a lot to get to. We have great trends for the NFL playoffs. We have great props for the NFL playoffs. We have another coach fired. We got upsets in college hoops. We have nuts. I mean, the hockey, the, the runs in hockey have been great here with the streaks that will update uh, golf to talk about. Mr. Humans, how are you? Pretty good, man. I know Mitch Moss deserves a day off. Where do you want to tip it off today? You want to talk hoops or football? We don't have a we, – we have no uh, – No unbeatens left yes. in college hoops. How surprised were you what happened yesterday? I'm pretty surprised because uh, Baylor was a big favorite over Texas Tech. Baylor led that game by 15 points. The number one team in the nation in uh, Waco, by the way, Texas Tech without its leading scorer, Terrence Shannon, in the game comes back from 15 down to beat Baylor. Very surprised. And then USC on the road at Stanford mm-hmm. – of the number five team falls uh, last night, and Stanford had no fans in the arena because of COVID issues, and uh, USC still goes down in that game. A Stanford team that was on a long pause, by the way, that had not played since December 23rd. So Jeez. when we handicap these games, a lot of times yeah. you think, well, a team with a long layoff, Paul, talking about a 17, 18-day layoff, that team's going to be rusty. Stanford came out firing after all that time off and took down USC. Mm-hmm. Do you think USC's a top-five team? Well, no. no. I didn't think USC was a top-five team before yesterday. I think there's 15 or 20 teams that you can kind of throw in a hat. And there's not much of a difference in USC's in that, that top-20 group. Uh, you watched Auburn last night get by Alabama uh-huh. on the road. Bama's 17-game home win streak went down. Uh, is is Auburn going to be the number one team? I mean, you're just going to – it's a musical chairs. You're just going to keep switching – the number one team, and somebody's going to upset that team. And then Duke will be back to number one. Gonzaga back to number one. Yes. And then uh, it's it's an unending uh, cycle, I think, here because there's no dominant number one team. So I guess you put Gonzaga at number one because uh, the Zags have the least 
chance of getting knocked off in the West Coast Conference the rest of the way. It's been an interesting start to the season and what's happened so far. I know Colorado State was off to a great start. Uh, the Bonnies were preseason top 25, yeah. and I think Lenardi has them like last four in or first four out with his updated bracketology. Uh, but see how some of the mid-majors are doing. St. Mary's is in that group, too. And then, uh, as you mentioned, Baylor and Gonzaga off to great starts. Uh, I mean, Gonzaga, I thought UCLA. Mm-hmm. Well, Gonzaga UCLA. took out UCLA. That's yeah. why I thought that it was real, that Gonzaga maybe could run the table <laughs> after what they did to UCLA. Uh, and they uh, they also thumped Texas. But then what the, the game that you were on, the Duke pulled the upset. And then Gonzaga also stubbed their toe in another game, too. Home. Uh, that was uh... yeah. It was not a home game. It was a, a neutral site game, but essentially a home game in Seattle against uh, Alabama. Yeah. And Bama controlled that game. Uh, so that's two losses for the Zags. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's no true number one team in college hoops. Uh, I, I really think there are 15, 20 teams that could probably win this thing. Uh, but it's going to be March Madness uh, defined when we get there because uh, there could be a lot of upsets. I still think... There's going to be some value on the futures board in college hoops. And, um, you know, Auburn was one of those teams. Auburn, Arizona were teams that uh, you you could have got recently at pretty big numbers, and those teams were in the hunt as well. Another coach let go in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know what what took so long, but Judge did it to himself. December 26th, they said he was coming back. Then you had the bizarre, bizarre press conference <laughs> with 11 minutes rambling and lies, and I get oh, everyone calls me. They want to come back and take less money and all this ridiculous. And then the surrender sneak was the final nail on the coffin, I believe, for Judge. And he also had a meeting over two days with ownership and said, yeah, I'd like to have a hand in who the next GM's going to be. I mean, what he said, too, out of reports. Tickets were going for as low as $6 on Sunday. That's the number two combo meal at McDonald's. Six dollars <laughs> tickets were going for the, the the scoring offense in his tenure. Points per game last, offensive efficiency last, yards per play last, touchdown per drive percentage last, points per drive last. Somehow they won ten games in his tenure, and he's the third straight coach for the Giants that lasted two seasons or less with McAdoo, your buddy. I forgot oh. about Pat Shermer, Shermer, who went nine and twenty-three. This once proud organization Ooh. has missed the playoffs nine of the last ten seasons. No wonder why Lombardi rips them all the time. Well, they've done a poor job hiring head coaches. Just talked about it. Uh, McAdoo was a terrible head coach. Shermer was no better, and Joe Judge probably the worst of the three. Mm-hmm. That you said it. Joe Judge essentially hung himself. In that press conference when he acted like a buffoon, he embarrassed the organization. You know, a lot of teams in this position, players would have golf clubs sitting out in front of their locker. That ain't happening here. You know, <laughs> he, sounded like a, he, he sounded like a buffoon. Called out Washington a week before they played him? Yeah. Clown organization. Yep. You know, if you were sitting on the fence at that point and saying, well, maybe Joe Judge deserves one more year. After that press conference, there's no chance I would bring that clown back. And also... Last week, when we were watching the quarterback sneaks on second down and third down inside the five-yard line, yes, what are you doing? <laughs> Serious. I, I've never Amateur seen hour. It. Yeah. And at that point, you know for sure you have to make a coaching change if you were still a little bit undecided. So The surrender sneak. Unbelievable. Aaron yeah. Rodgers brought that up unsolicited with McAfee. 
He goes, call that play in from the sidelines. Watch what happens. <laughs> I mean, of course he's right. How do you run that in? Is what we're going to do here on third night. Got to get more room for the punter. Yeah. I mean, crazy. Giants finished 4-13. and 13. You know, when you're talking yeah. about the Cowboys and looking ahead to the uh, wild card round this week, the Cowboys rolled through the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Uh, the closest game they had was seven points at Washington. But that the, the entire division has been an embarrassment for about three or four years. Really, I mean, last year, Washington yep. won the division with a losing record, right? Or was it a... I think it were 500. Uh, it was a tie in there. I, I can't yeah, remember. There was a tie was involved. A tie? I can't okay. remember if it was 7 8 and 1 or 8 7 no, you 1 might be or right. whatever. Yeah. I'll double check that. But, uh, yeah, but Heineke was their quarterback. It was, I mean, yeah, that's it's, an, right. been the, uh, it's been the worst division in football, more or less, for the last uh, four or five years. Yeah, that was the great Alex Smith story as well. Uh, Point Spread <clears throat> Weekly coming out. It's unbelievable. You always contribute to that and do a great job. This is the round, remember? And you got to go back. But year after year after year, this is the round where you see a lot of unders. And specifically in the 3-6 matchup, the 3-6 matchup before last year with the expanded bracket was on a 15-0-1 underrun. Your 3-6 matchups, Dallas, San Francisco, and New England, and Buffalo, and it's going to be five degrees for the Saturday night game mm-hmm. with the Bills, and Ian Eagle will be on Friday to break that down. And these six seeds have also dominated going back. 7-1 and one straight up. 8-0 and ATS surge for the sixth seed as well. So, I mean, this is nuts. 15-0-1 run in the 3-6 uh, before the expanded bracket, Mackinac points out, and then what the six seeds are doing here, and these are short, uh, short point spreads with the sixth seed, although I do think that this cold weather, so cold in Buffalo, favors the Bills. And I know you're on the Patriots, but Mac Jones, not a fan of the cold, they tweeted uh, years ago he'd never seen snow before, and then also how the Patriots handled that Monday night game with all the win, and he only threw the ball three times. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we know this. Allen has a rocket for an arm, and he's also used to the cold with Buffalo and then playing in Wyoming with college ball. Right. But uh, it, this could be a game where it's also decided with special teams. And did you watching that Bills game Sunday between the wind and their – their punter had three shanks, and he dropped another one. <laughs> they, they snapped him the ball. The punt, he dropped it. Right. And, and uh, 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 they handed the Jets some points, too. So every every big play boo-boo is magnified here now that we're in the postseason. But that could be something to watch Saturday night as well. But uh, what, what do you make of that now? With, it's going to be so damn cold in that game. Washington football team last year, by the way, 7-9. and nine. Oh, 7-9. and nine. Okay. Won that Thank division. You. Wow. Giants 6-10, and 10, Cowboys 6-10, and 10, Eagles 4-11-1. and one. Uh, you know, what I make of it is I think the Patriots' game plan is not going to be too much different than it was the first time these teams played in Buffalo. No, they're going to throw the ball more than three times, probably throw the ball 10 yeah. to 15 times. But the Patriots need to try to control this game, control the clock with the running game, because it is an undersized Bills defense that you can push around at the line of scrimmage. And I, I always say it's too much of a finesse defense, and the Patriots are trying to build a, a physical running offense, and that's what – that's the point Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels were trying to prove in the first meeting was, we're tougher than you. We can win this game without throwing the football. And uh, they, they bullied the Bills that day. And it was kind of an ego game for Belichick and mm-hmm. McDaniels not Masterpiece. To, to prove that we can win without throwing the football. Yes. They're going to have to throw it a little bit here. But I would still look under. And I think the Patriots can be effective uh, on the ground. I mean, if they fall behind early, they're going to be in trouble. But their, their game plan is yep. going to be to control the game. On the ground, especially uh, 
I don't know if wind is going to be a factor. You said five degrees. I know there's like a 30, 40% chance of snow. What about wind? I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be a really yeah. windy night. Was it 10, 10 to 20? Six mile an hour winds. Is okay. that it? And it, yeah. it appears it's not, and the snow might, uh, we're not going to have snow either. The changes by the day. Will Buffalo stick with the run? That's the other thing. I mean, not stick. Will Buffalo try to run the ball? I mean, that, that's, yeah. it's, they're so damn pass happy. I know. And the Patriots have been getting gashed on the ground here lately. Well, they have been, but Buffalo is probably not going to be able to do that. Uh, I think I think they have success though if they right. want to. Uh, but it's, you know they continue to throw. Hey, you were talking about play. those trends, the three yep. six, the two sixes. Uh, what's the trend now? Seven and one straight up, eight and zero ATS surge. Wow! And the two six seeds are the 49ers and the Bill or and the Patriots. Yes. Yeah. Yes. First hour of follow the money presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Check out their daily specials. At betrivers.com. Penguins did it again. Win some, lose some next. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Class is in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, let's rumble. Eclectic mix as always. There's something happening here. There's a lot of great stuff going on in hockey. Blue Jackets, eight in a row. First period overs, 15-2 and two overrun. Avalanche did it again. That's the trifecta you can't get enough of. Goal in the first 10, first period over, third period over. 19-5 run in the first period. Nine in a row, third period over. 25-2 run, third period over. Remember, you don't pay the juice if you win. And yesterday I saw minus 210, 220 on that third period over. Uh, Bet Rivers and other places put up a two. But if you can find that one and a half, 25 and two run. Penguins, 10 0 and 1 run in the first period. Four goals allowed in their last 21 first periods. They led 1 0. They scored two minutes in and it held up. What? And there were $1.45 on the money line last night, plus 155 if you laid the half. So it's a 10 0 and 1 run in the first period, covering these first periods, if you're going money line. But if you're if you're laying the half a goal, huh, it's ridiculous. That's plus one forty-five. What's plus one fifth? Depends who they play and what, if they're at home on the road. These are nice payouts. 
during this stretch. I've never seen this before. It's nuts. Lightning, 14-2, second period overrun. Ottawa, 18-3, second period overrun. Toronto, 12-2, second period overrun. Capitals, 15-3. Kings, 15-3. Stanford, money line, 3-1. Upset USC. Texas Tech, money line, 6-1. They beat Baylor. And Northern Illinois was plus 950. They were getting 15 and a half and uh, won the game. That was nuts what happened there. A couple videos, as always, subscribe, be part of the team, bsin.com for our radio and podcast friends. A couple videos coming up. We'll start with a tweet first. How good was Sunday, Matt? How great was the NFL and what happened, how it finished out? The Raiders, Steelers, and 49ers all won in overtime and clinched playoff spots in the season finale. Since 1990, that had never happened more than twice in a whole season, let alone a single week. It is crazy. And uh, game number 272 here in Vegas was probably the best game of the entire season. Yes. Chargers-Raiders. Yes. One of the best games I've ever seen, I would say, with the second. The drama, tie, no tie, second half, overtime, fourth and 21. I mean, you had Al Michaels on the broadcast (laughs) saying, this is insane. (laughs) Yes. You know, and Brent Musburger, who's the voice Uh of the Raiders, said one of the best games he's ever been involved in. Now, that's saying something. No kidding. My guy's been calling games for five decades. Uh We love Huskies. Uh, They love to talk. They love to sing. Uh, They also, this one's not a fan of the bath. He runs up here. He's getting a bath. And he runs up. No, and now he just goes. He, oh, no, he goes. He hides in the dirt now, too. He runs up the step. He's howling. He wants no part of the shower. And the hose, and now he goes digging. All that good work down the drain. He goes digging in the, in the, right in the dirt now, too, to just say, I don't want any part of this. No way. And I, I love this video. Great job, guys. This is so good. I don't know how this happened. It's, it's unfortunate. The dog is on the highway. You got a lost dog on the highway sitting there. Look, the guy pulls the car over to the side of the road. Where is it? Picks him up. Yeah, I don't know. Looks is that a toll? That toll almost, situation too. Almost looks like the uh, the Tijuana border. border. Oh, really? That maybe had something there. But he pulls over. Says this dog is lost. He's on the highway. Grabs him. Leather seats. I don't care. <laughs> Throws him in, and the dog, happy as can be. You saved me. Thank you very much. <laughs> Wild. That is, yeah. Good for you, my friend. Good for you. Well done. Bet for the books. Thunder plus nine and a half. Down to six and a half. Lost the game, but covered. Only got beat by four. Tampa from 270 up to $3. Took out Buffalo, no problem. First period overs last night started 5 and 0. Finished 5 and 2. The last two games went under. And the Penguins again. They're 11 and 1 in their last 12 games. In that loss to Dallas, they led 2 0 and let a two goal lead slip away as well. Sick run that the Penguins are on. I can't get over that. Four goals allowed in their last 21 first periods. And a 10-0-1 run in the first period. One lose some. Who do you like Monday night? But we've seen this movie before with uh, Kingsbury. And what is it about Kingsbury coach teams that they fall apart at the end of the season? Let's update how he's ended every season. 2014 lost 4 of 5. 2015 lost 4 of 6. 2016 lost 6 of 8. Same thing in 17. 2018 lost his final five games. 2019 lost seven of nine. Last year, they lost six of their last nine. One of the wins was on a Hail Mary, and they come limping into the playoffs, losers of four of their last five, and got beat at home by Seattle 
If they would have won the game, they would have won the division. You know, I'm not really sure, but I, I think that uh, maybe the opposing defensive coordinators have figured out Cliff Kingsbury's offense by the second half of the season have a better idea how to stop it. I mean, if you watch Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, they're not fooling any, anybody in the uh, the last couple months of the season. Part of it has to do with Kyler Murray not being healthy, but yeah. the Cardinals have lost um, four of their last five since mid-December, like you, you mm-hmm. point out there on the chart. There's never one explanation for something like that. But, yeah, Cliff Kingsbury teams, a definite fade in the last couple months. Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book, where you can claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with code 250MATCH. Learn more at BetRivers.com. How about these other trends that you have? Wild card weekend trends. The outright winner is 48-7-1 ATS in the past 56 games. To pick the winner, you got the spread winner. I will say, wow! Uh, last year, and this is a wild card round, uh, wild card weekend trends. Two teams covered in this round last year and did not win: the Colts and the Washington Football Team. Remember the Colts at Buffalo and Washington against Tampa Bay. Uh, but yeah, forty-eight seven and one in the past fifty-six. All these trends recall. are via mm-hmm. Steve Mackinnon in uh, Point Spread Weekly, which is uh, our digital magazine that's going to be out later today with uh, Derek Carr of the Raiders on the cover, and the Raiders on the road in Cincinnati. Road teams in this round, 14-4 and four straight up, 15-3 and three ATS over the past four years, Paul. This is wild. I can't, I can't get over the success that the road teams have had and all these unders as well. And by the way, you have to get point spread weekly. It's so good, uh, especially this week with everything Mackinac has uh, and Matt as well. I'm going to agree with Adam Chernoff on the first game. See what you think. He likes the first half under. Mm-hmm. Carr's first playoff game, Burrow's per- first playoff game. Sure. Maybe you come out a little conservative and you don't want to uh, beat yourself with an early turnover, something like that. You play it close to the vest. And it's going to be cold. Not only that, you have two coaches who are coaching in their first playoff game. So they're going to be they're going to be conservative. It's not just about the quarterbacks. It's also about the coaches. I agree with that. I think that game in Cincinnati is going to get off to a slow start. It's the first game of the weekend. Like you said, it's going to be a cold day in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Chernoff's probably got the right idea there with the first half under on the Raiders and the Bengals. Can you ever recall in all your years following, uh, covering uh, team or following sports, the chaos with this Raider season? The, the resume is one thing, which we'll get to in a second, yeah. about the ups and downs. You can never figure out this team and how to handicap them. But just everything that went wrong off the field and all the distractions. You know, their president resigned July 19th. Let's start there. They had a brawl in practice with the Rams in August. Crosby acknowledged a stint in rehab August 27th. They beat the Ravens in the season opener on Monday Night Football, which was a great game. September 26th, they beat the Dolphins in overtime. Then you had the Monday Night game where you lost to the Chargers and you had the delay. Mm-hmm. and, and that, uh, The lightning delay in Los yes, Angeles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. October 8th, the Gruden emails go public. October 11th, they dumped more emails. Then he resigned. They come out, they res- how did they respond? They have to be distracted. They destroy the Broncos. Ruggs had the deadly crash November 2nd. Off the bye and in first place, they got beat by the Giants. Gruden files a lawsuit against the league November 12th. They're blown out in the Sunday night game two days later. They somehow upset the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. They return home and get beat by Washington. Struggled on offense. And then they also got destroyed again by the Chiefs when they stood on the logo before the game. 
and then they beat the Colts. There's another DUI arrest before the game. They win that game, and then what happened Sunday night? Yeah, you didn't even mention the Damon Arnett situation with the guns. Nate Hobbs, you talked about there at the end with the DUI situation. I bet the Raiders' season win total over seven. When they dropped five out of six in that stretch around Thanksgiving, the only win in that uh, six-game stretch, by the way, at Dallas on Thanksgiving when they were uh, significant underdogs. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure, Paul, they were going to get over seven. They had four cracks to do it. Uh, after they won in uh, Cleveland on that Monday, the Monday game that was uh, delayed in uh, in Cleveland because of Brown's COVID situation, who thought the Raiders could win four in a row at that point? Highly unlikely. Yes. Bet River Sportsbook yeah. takes football same-game parlays to a whole other level. You can combine same-game parlays from different games to give you more ways to make your perfect combo. Download the app or go to BetRivers.com today. Explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21, playable in Jersey as play Sugarhouse. Jeff Seeley to talk golf in half an hour. Up next, we'll continue with the NFL over a couple props, some coaching rumors, and some coaching props about the interesting stuff with the Bears, too, about who will take over in Chicago. Coming up straight ahead, Paul the Money, Paulie and Matt. The Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers, as you covered, they've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. A lot of great props we'll get to coming up in 45 minutes. We also have some good props to share in a second, too, uh, in the NFL. So you're looking at about uh, you know five degrees, maybe zero, in the Buffalo game on Saturday night. Josh Allen, when it's 31 degrees or colder, he's 3-2 and two with six <laughs> touchdowns and 166 yards per game. Right. Um, there's, there's, what do you think of that? There's two things here. Uh, with the Broncos requesting to talk to interview a couple of Packers offensive assistants. Is there a Rodgers connection there? Or will you just dismiss that and say, no, not happening? And also, why are you, why are you talking to Hackett and some of these guys when Rodgers runs the whole show in Green Bay? Yeah, that's what I, we were talking about this off the air. So the Broncos have nine head coach interviews scheduled, two Packers assistants, Luke Getze and Nathaniel Hackett. You have no idea if these guys can be good head coaches. And are you going to tell me that the Packers' success on the offensive side has anything or much at all to do with uh, Getze and Hackett? It's Aaron Rodgers. It's not Matt LaFleur. It's not Getze. It's not Hackett. It's Aaron Rodgers. And you see that when Jordan Love jumps in at quarterback, uh, the the drop-off in the offense. So, you know, a lot of times I don't know why guys like this or under serious consideration to get head coaching jobs. It's mostly about the quarterback. Now, I don't think there's necessarily a connection in terms of, uh, yeah, if we hire Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron Rodgers, is uh, we're going to be able to work a deal for him in the offseason to come to Denver. I, I, I think that's mm. very presumptuous to, to draw that conclusion. I've heard from uh, good sources in Denver that they're going to make a big push to try to get Russell Wilson. So... Uh, well, now with the team being moving forward, the team's going to be sold here soon. Yeah, that that's big news. What happened yesterday, and that uh, you could come in. Yeah, you're going to have a whole new regime in charge. Do what he in wants. Denver. That's right. Right. Yes. So it's hard to say what's going to happen there. I I think the 
And first of all, we don't you don't know if Aaron Rodgers is even going to leave Green Bay. If the Packers have a big run and get to the Super Bowl, he's not going to leave Green Bay. I can't believe the Flores thing. That still blows my mind. I mean, this guy, think about this. The owner wanted to take to bring in Deshaun Watson. And if he settled all the 22 lawsuits, they were going to trade for him, according to reports. He settled 18 of them. He said, I'm oh, not good enough. What about the other four? So they don't get the deal done. But he was going to bring in Watson. But, oh, Flores doesn't get along with people. And uh, it maybe he's a little bit difficult. So we'll have to move on from him. The guy won eight of his last nine games. Mm-hmm. This is crazy that he was let go. They should get picked yeah. up in no time. Yeah, the last two seasons, I, I think Brian Forrest done a great job with the Dolphins. The latest report is Ross really wanted to tank a couple years was, ago, and yeah. Flores didn't. Remember that Monday night that. game yeah. against with Pittsburgh yeah. where they do the all-out blitz, and there was no Ben just threw a slant. No one even close to him. But uh, it was you got to get on the same page though. But that you can't debate that that guy's done a hell of a job. Maybe he's prickly pear, but to go eight and one with two as your quarterback. That's impressive. And I know it was an easy schedule down the stretch, but come on. Well, he's done a really good job with the Dolphins' defense, too. He's had to build this thing from the ground up because he took over a, a terrible team. I think Brian, Brian Forrest has got to be, if not the hottest uh, coach on the market right now, close to it because he's proven he can win as a head coach. A lot of these guys on this list we're looking at, we have no idea if these guys can be a good head coach. Joe Judge was a right. com- complete bust. Belichick of, went to bat for him. Yeah, <laughs> some of these guys have just been uh, complete bust, and uh, you know, at least with Brian Flores, you know what you're getting. And if if the Broncos hire a guy like that, you've already got a great defensive foundation. I think uh, that would be a good move. How about the New York Giants? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're the Giants, why not uh, take a serious look at Brian Flores? That would be a huge step up from uh, Judge. So I, th- I think that um, he's going to get a pretty good job here. Brian Forrest should not be unemployed for long. Some odds. The next Broncos head coach, Dan Quinn, 4-1. to one. Pass. Caldwell, 6-1. to one. Leslie Frazier, Nathaniel Hackett, 6-1. to one. Leftwich is 8-1. to Bienemy's 9-1. to one. So is Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Eh, no. Nah. No. He won a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, I'm not a big Doug Peterson uh, fan either, but I mean, some of these names on the list are uh, very uninspiring. I think Byron Leftwich is going to get a job. I think Kellen mm-hmm. Moore uh, should get a job. Really? If, uh, Jerry really? Jo- yeah, if Jerry Jones had a little bit more common sense, a little less loyalty, he would dump Mike McCarthy uh-huh. and make Kellen Moore his head coach. That would be the right move to make in Dallas. Not saying that Jerry's going to do that because he's so loyal right. to his stars. He overpaid Zeke Elliott. That was a terrible contract. He's probably going to keep McCarthy, which is going to be a bad move. Uh, but a lot of this will be okay. determined by how the teams like the Cowboys and Packers fare in the postseason as well. Yeah. What's going to happen in the offseason? Uh, next Bears head coach, Harbaugh, 5-1. to one. Dable, 11-2. to two. Peterson, Frazier, 6-1. to one. Leftwich and Bowles, 9-1. to one. I'm not going to be surprised. I'm not promoting Doug Peterson for a job, but I think there's a decent chance he's going to get one. Uh, would you like Jim Harbaugh in Chicago? Who yes, would you? I would. Yeah, I think Harbaugh would actually be a, a pretty good fit for the Chicago job. So would Brian Flores. We keep talking about uh, Flores for these openings. Yep. The Bears have always been about defense in the history of the franchise. This guy, if you put Flores in there, I think that's uh, – 
a move that would be well received in Chicago, but so would Harbaugh. I think Harbaugh would probably be like the home run type of hire oh, for yeah. the Bears. And yeah. yeah, you played there too. Uh, Dolphins head coach Dable's the favorite, three to one. Peterson and Bienemy five to one. I think Bienemy's going to finally get a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, left same cast of characters on that list too. Now this is interesting. The next Jaguars head coach, oh Bill O'Brien's the favorite. <laughs> no. Really? Okay. Come well, on. it's okay. This is hold on. <laughs> I know you're laughing. <laughs> Bill O'Brien once they gave him. Power and control in Houston, it was a disaster. Yeah. What he said to Hopkins, some of the ridiculous trades he made, he trades Hopkins, bad moves he made with personnel and evaluating personnel. But you might say, okay, you were in a lousy division, but the guy went to the, the guy was winning games with TJ Yates and some of these quarterbacks that he had and third string quarterbacks. He was winning games. Yeah, but he was, but, a, he was a disaster, complete disaster as a GM. Oh, absolutely. So if he goes to Jacksonville, he's going to want control of the personnel, too. I can't give him that. So why would you do that? (laughs) There's no way he can do that. (laughs) He's the favorite, three to two. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Bevel's going to come down. I think Leftwich, I think that's a job Byron Leftwich actually makes sense for. You bring in a GM and make Leftwich the the coach. How about Jacksonville? Caldwell's the third choice there. And we mentioned him with another job as well. Uh, Yeah, the Broncos, six to one. (laughs) You see how bad it's been in Detroit. That guy did a nice job. Caldwell did a good job there. How bad it's been. What are you talking about? The Lions were one of the best spread teams <laughs> well, in the NFL this year. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Lions covered a lot of numbers this year. In I, fact, I, don't have, I wouldn't have a problem. Uh, 11 and 6 against yeah. the spread this year yeah, in Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't have a problem if they hired uh, Caldwell. Vikings coach Biennemi makes the most sense. He was there on that staff uh, before he went to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Biennemi 3 to 1. Dable 5 to 1. Flores 8 to 1. There's Peterson, Harbaugh, and other names. As well. Let me ask you this. You and I haven't talked about this yet. Uh Who makes the most sense for the Las Vegas Raiders? Do you think Rich Bisacci has got any chance to drop that interim title and be the head coach? Let's say the Raiders win in Cincinnati this week. I I don't know, Mr. Davis. Uh, I I think you do. That would be – you've spoken to him many times. That's a tough call. Does he win the game Saturday? If he wins the game Saturday, it's hard to say, okay, we're moving on. And I know Davis wants to make a uh, home run hire. But he's – I think – he wanted to go for a big name, but this has been – I don't think anybody expected this, that they won in Indy and then won Sunday and the Stars aligned and they got in the playoffs yeah. here with everything that happened. Yeah. I don't like – I don't think much of their staff. I just I just can't believe – they won the game Sunday, and we said Waller and Renfro combined for 35 yards. Jacobs has, has, has been a disappointment. Stunning. yeah. yeah I, I don't know – I I don't know what he's going to do. How how this Raiders team get to ten and seven? You're, you're talking about uh, some of their the, ugly losses. Yeah. yeah, lost their home to the Bears and scored nine points. Yeah. Yes, that was John Gruden's final game as coach. Uh, by the way, talking about uh, going out on a bad note. You know, you uh, I guess I guess you look at the Raiders situation. You're a ten win team. Do you want do you want to go after a big name like Jim Harbaugh or do you if you win a playoff game this week do you continue with Rich Bisacci and say hey we got a good thing going uh, we won four in a row to finish the season we won a playoff game I don't know Mark Davis stays in a suite atop the Westgate right He does Yes he's been living in the Westgate for the last 2 or 3 years he What lives, Yeah he lives in a suite on the top of the Westgate Howard Hughes might be the Elvis suite the You're Elvis kidding suite, Huh No not kidding at all I thought he – oh, so wait, he's waiting until that mansion's done. Yeah. So let's call him and see what he's thinking about the uh, the head coaching situation. I don't know, Brent Musburger – That's unbelievable news. I did huh? not know that. Yeah. You might see him strolling through the sports books. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. 
Well, well, he would. They were first met, rumored with the Harbaugh stuff, right? That's and where it started. Uh, I think the Bears make more sense for Harbaugh than the Raiders do, but I'm not sure. I, I said you and I talked about this a while back. I thought the Raiders should go after Kellen Moore, the Cowboys' offense. Yeah, 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 I could see that. Okay, follow the money. Paulie and Humans, Mitch out. Step your game up. Win, lose, top, bottom coming up next. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you look, if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington DC. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you hit your podcast. I'm speechless. I can't believe the Mark Davis news. You blew my mind with that. Shocked. He's a different cat because you know he flies Southwest too. That's all. I mean, NFL owner flying Southwest all the time, and he loves it. That's because I know there was one tweet about him hitting a jackpot at a casino. Might have been the Westgate where he was sitting there, but that's uh, yeah. He lives lives, atop there. Lives atop the Westgate in the suite. He's kind of like V sends Bill eighty. Lives in a casino. Yeah. Yeah. There's no mad vagabond going yep. all over the place. That was well, you'd go into a gated community and just be done with it and say I'm good. Well, he's, like he's you building said, that palatial estate, but who knows how long that's going to take? But that's three. Could you do that? What's that? Live in a hotel? I lived in a hotel for six months. Oh, you did? Yeah, when I was trying to find a house to live <laughs> in, uh, I bounced around from hotel to hotel. And I use Hotels.com to find the cheapest rates. And before stay, um, before uh, uh, resort fees. Before resort there fees. There you go. There yeah. You go. You stay like a week here, then find a good rate somewhere else and move over to this hotel for a week and a week. Yeah. Uh, I did that for six months. One That, that was about uh, seven or eight years ago. Yeah. I brought the, uh, I brought the dog to uh, one of the rooms that I had. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. I, I'm going to ride and run, run some errands, get down. And uh, I'm waiting for the elevator. And <laughs> all of a sudden I hear, ow! It's, I'm like so loud. I'm like, oh no, he did, he's got abandonment issues. He's not happy. I'm going down the elevator. I can still hear him <laughs> as I'm going down. I, I got to go back up. I can't do this. He's what howling. Hotel, so what hotel was that? that? It was across. It was, it was over. It was right, it was oh, okay. Across the street. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I brought him in. Yeah. I brought, and they don't say anything. I, I got the vest on him, so they're not allowed to say anything. 
Even gotcha. though he's not, he's not an emotional support, but for $150 a year, so I can take him out in public. So, they, okay, time for uh, step, your, <laughs> step your game up. <laughs> what a scam that is. Isn't uh, that something? Uh, it's great. Although Derek won't let him bring me in here. I can't bring him in here. We won't allow him. But that's, uh, he's a good kid. No kids, no pets. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, top bottom ROI hockey. Nashville, you're up nine units betting on Nashville. This is going into last night. $100 every game. Up nine units on Nashville, Carolina, plus 762. The Rangers, plus 546. San Jose, plus 450. And the Wild, plus 457. The worst? Well, you know it's Montreal. I mean, come on. Great job, Dan. Look at this. 1883. You're down eight, almost 19 units on Montreal. And you've been covering in this racket a long time. Uh, it was, I think, two weeks ago. We had a $6 favorite already in hockey because yeah. Montreal's so bad and they had COVID issues and like 22 guys up. When do you see a $6 favorite never in December? One. Never well, seen well, one. Yeah, period, no. right? right? Let alone this early in the season. Seattle down 13 units. We called that before the season. This was not going to be Vegas part two. Uh, expansion for a reason. They're down 13 units. Arizona down 11 and change. The Islanders between the long road trip to start. COVID issues. Islanders down over 10 units. And the Blackhawks down 850. How about these streaks? This was going into yesterday, so I'll update a couple of them, but I mentioned some of these again with uh, win-lose. This is nuts and the gift that keeps on giving. Colorado, 25-2 overrun in the third period. 19-5 first period overrun and 19-4 goal in the first 10. Capitals, 18-4 overrun in the third. Second period, Toronto 11-2. Ottawa 12 and 2 now the second period went over last night here in Vegas. Ottawa 18 and 3, Capitals 15. Goal in the first 10, yes. Devils and Blue Jackets 7 in a row. Toronto is played as on an 8 8 and 1 overrun in the first period. Columbus has played 7 straight overs in the first period. And third year, third period streaks Colorado 8 in a row. Excuse me, now it's 9 with what happened last night. Toronto 8 in a row, Arizona 7 in a row. NFL, best ATS to close it out. Dallas, 13-4. Green Bay, 12-5. Detroit, 11-6. Buffalo, 9-6-2. How about the Dallas-San Francisco game? San Francisco has won seven of their last nine. One of the losses was that Thursday night against Tennessee when Jimmy blew it. Mm-hmm. But they are 7-0 this year when Garoppolo doesn't throw an interception. That's a great game. But that's a big if, though, and that's good. Can Garoppolo play a clean game? That, that is a big if. The Niners have won four of five going into the playoffs, too. I, I kind of feel like they're on a roll here, kind of a hot team offensively, especially going into the playoffs. I talked about this yesterday with you and Mitch. They outgained the Rams 449 to 265 and fell behind Second. in that game 17-0. <laughs> 6.7 yards per play to 4.1. Total domination by the Niners. Absolutely. After falling behind in that game. The second uh, half, yeah. physical, beat you up. Yeah. Yep. It's it's definitely a more dynamic offense, especially with Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Now, how is uh, he that wide open on the last I drive, too? No That's idea. another thing. This great Rams defense and all these uh, stars it's not, they have. It's not a great no, Rams defense. No, no. That's embarrassing. Jacksonville and Carolina, 5-12 and 12 ATS. I thought Rule was going to get whacked. That surprised me. I mean, they were a disaster down this. Especially, remember, they started 3-0. and Carolina and how they closed the season. Giants and Jets and the Bears finished 6 and 11. Atlanta 6 10 and 1. ATS. Best over teams, the Vikings led the way 11 and 6. Chargers and Chiefs 10 and 7 of the over. 
Likewise, Philly and the Jets, top under teams. Jacksonville and the Broncos went 12 and 5 to the under. Giants 11 5 and 1. Seattle 10 6 and 1. Pittsburgh 10 6 and 1 to the under. Let's go to the association. You know what's yep. what's interesting about the under list? All five of those were losing teams. Except the Steelers. Yeah, four of the five, yeah, I guess. Yep. yep. Uh, Jaguars, Broncos, Giants, Seahawks. Top three on that list, really bad offensive teams. Obviously, uh, the under records make sense. Mm-hmm. How the Steelers get there? This one, I don't know how this works. What? This I is mean, some story. You get Mike Tomlin a lot, a lot of credit for getting yeah. the nine, seven, and one with that offense. Uh-huh. Wow. Yep. Best NBA ATS. Cleveland still leads the way. What a story. 26, 13, and two ATS, even with injuries. Grizzlies, 10 straight wins. How about that? Moran has wow. been awesome. Did you see that tweet? The last time it was going into the, the, the Sunday game. The last time Clay Thompson played, Morant wasn't in the league. Well, Could nine, you believe that? Clay Thompson he missed went, that much time. He went 940 yes. days without playing a game. So yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Yep. Memphis now. Yep. Good job, Dan. Memphis now 28 and 15 ATS. OKC 25, 26 and 14. Golden's uh, uh, Hornets rather 25 and 16 in the mm-hmm. Bulls. 23 and 15. Worst teams ATS. Uh, the next lead away. I mean, they're, wow. at, at, at William Hill, they're like $8 to win the division. But now here with that losing streak, and they got Kyrie back. So 14 24 and 1 against the spread. Not working out in Portland either with Chauncey. 15, I know Lillard been banged up, but 15 and 25 ATS. Atlanta, 15 and 24. The Nuggets are 16 and 23. Lakers 17 and 24 as well. Uh, and the Rockets on that list. You know, it's got to be good for the books that you have the Nets and the Lakers as two of the worst spread teams in the association. Yeah, good call there. Yep, yep. Uh, best over teams. Miami leads the way, 25 and 15 to the over. The Raptors 23 and 15. Rockets 24 and 18. And the Lakers 23 and 18. Best under teams. Dallas, look at that. Dallas, 25-13-2, and, and Golden State, 25-13-2. Followed by the Cavs, Sixers, we're on a winning streak, and the Thunder. How about this report? That the Sixers were going to trade Simmons to Atlanta, and then they thought they were close on a deal, and then they said, how about you take Tobias Harris, too? He got five for 180. I know. Can you believe that? No, I can't. Come can't. Back. I can't. I can't. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of contracts I can't believe, and that's one of them. Uh, best college hoops ATS teams. Monmouth, 12-1 ATS. How about that? We got one in, uh, one total that will blow your mind coming up, but Maryland, what is that? Eastern Shore. Oh, okay, thank you. 7-1. <laughs> I don't know what that was. EAS, yeah, good call. Cornell, 10-2. Middle Tennessee State, 10-2-1. Alcorn State, 12-3. LSU, 12-3, as well with the top ATS teams. Worst ATS in college. Northern Kentucky and Idaho State are 1 and 10 ATS. Wow. Houston Baptist is 1 and 8. Pacific is 2 and 12. Bill and Mary is 2 and 11. See some other ones under uh, on there as well. The best over teams in college hoops. <laughs> Louisiana Monroe 11 and 2. Manhattan 8 and 2. Iowa 11 3 and 1. But we saved the best for last. The best college hoops under teams, and sometimes they're not on the board. Eastern Illinois is a perfect 12 and 0 to the under. Wow. Going on, going under on average 10 points per game. 
Cal Irvine 7-1-1 as well. 12-0 to the under. Every Eastern Illinois game that's been on the board. That what about is LSU on that list is one of the best spread teams in college hoops and also 12-3 and three to the under. Good call. Uh, Will Wade's yep. never been known as a great defensive coach. This LSU team is outstanding on the defensive end of the floor this year. First hour of all the money presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Get 100% first deposit match bonus now with code 250MATCH. Must be 21. Go to BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules. We'll go golf up next with Indy Jeff Seeley. Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge Bet River Sportsbook At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.